You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, my name is Betsy Helmuth and this is Big Design Small Budget. Today we are talking open floor plan problems because everybody wants an open floor plan in theory. Your living room looks out into your dining room, looks in into your kitchen, so when you're having a party you can see all your friends while you're making the cocktails or if you have a lot of kids you can watch them on their play date while you're making mac and cheese or whatever. But, um, but the problem is that it's so open that sometimes it can feel less intimate, sometimes the areas can feel undefined. So let's determine how to define that open concept layout today. And first things first, we'll start with my awesome tip of the day. My awesome tip of the day today is that if you live in an open concept layout space, be it just your living room that opens into a dining room that opens into a kitchen, or be it a studio apartment where you can see your bedroom from the living room and the dining area, my thought and what I tell my clients is that don't even try and visually separate it with some kind of faux wall. I don't like hanging curtains in the middle of an open space. I don't like using a large bookcase as a divider for an open space because it looks like you're in denial. It looks like you wanted a one bedroom apartment and so you're trying to create that in a makeshift way. Or it looks like you wanted a formal dining room so you're trying to partition it with these flanked bookcases and it just looks weird. It doesn't look like a one bedroom. It doesn't look like a formal dining room. So embrace it. Love what you got and don't partition it with big things. Now, that's not saying you can't partition it with small things. So if you do have that open concept with the living room to the dining room, I like the back of a sofa or even the arm of a sectional to help divide the two spaces. I'm totally open to that. I just don't want you to divide, to divide it with anything tall. There we go. That's my awesome tip of the day. And now let's get a question from my first caller, Jack. Hi, uh, I live in an apartment with a living room dining room combo, and I was wondering how you differentiate the two through design. Thanks. Okay, um, so Jack, you have the open living dining concept. I know you do because I live with you. You're my husband. See, whenever I need questions, listeners, I often need questions. You're not sending enough. Then I have to employ my husband to ask me some questions. So I guess this was eaten away at him. He's concerned about our living room, dining room combo. The best way to delineate it and the way I've done it in our home, Jack, is I have used rugs because the rug can be the visual delineator of a space. So the bigger the rug, the bigger your living area is going to look. Area rugs define an area. So the bigger your rug in your dining area, the bigger the dining area is going to appear since there's no walls to truly define that square footage. Now the key with a rug in a living room is that you want it to be at least partially under all the major pieces of seating. So it needs to be partially under the sofa, partially under all the armchairs, the love seat if you got one. So just make sure that every piece of seating is at least partially on the rug. Now in the dining area, the size of your rug is actually determined by you pushing your chairs out from the dining table. Because don't you hate it when you're sitting at a dining table and you pull your chair out and then you try and tuck it back in and the rug bubbles up with you or it gets caught on the rug? See, your rug, it needs to be big enough that when I pull out the chairs, I'm still fully on the rug. So I say at least 24 to 36 inches past the table 
for the rug. That means you're gonna need a gigantic rug in your dining area. I don't even always put a rug in my dining area because food gets dropped there. I mean, it just gets gross. So if you are gonna put a rug under your dining table, make sure it's one that's low pile. I like indoor-outdoor rugs that you can just hose off or something like a natural fiber where you can scrub it versus like a plush wool fiber. Um, the other thing I keep in mind when I'm doing a rug under the dining table is that between the rug in the dining area and between the rug in the living area, you want at least a foot and a half to two feet because if they're closer than that, it's gonna look like wall-to-wall -wall carpeting that shrunk. It's just gonna look like this weird separation between two rugs that should have been one. So make sure you leave enough space so that they're clearly defining separate areas. There you go, Jack. Our second question of the day comes from Ben. Talk to me, Ben. Tell me what's bugging you. Hi, my name is Ben. My wife and I live in an open concept floor plan apartment. My question is around um, colors on the walls. If we don't want to have just one neutral color for all of the walls, what suggestions do you have for a color palette or, or how to handle a situation like that? Thanks. Okay, Ben, I know what you're trying to say. You are trying to make me give you a license to do an accent wall. You know I don't like that. But let me tell you how you could do it effectively in this space if you must do an accent wall. First things first, do we have to do that? Do you own your space or do you rent? If you rent, I'm going to let you get away with an accent wall because it's low commitment. You don't have to paint the whole place back when you move. If you own, I want you to think about going the distance and putting that color on every wall. See my paint episode for additional questions. Now, you have an open concept space. It is tough to know where to end the paint because the room doesn't actually end. Oftentimes it bleeds into the kitchen, the hallway, and you've got to keep going with the paint unless you do an accent wall. I know what you're asking me. If you must, if you really want to make a bold statement with an accent wall, the key is that you put it on a wall that you want people to focus on. So you have to put it on a wall with the cutest thing in the room, which is in a living space, the sofa which is in a bedroom space, the bed. So put the accent wall on the wall that's behind the sofa or behind the bed because you're wanting to highlight those cutest pieces in the room. Don't put it behind the TV because I don't want people to just immediately look at the electronics. We want them to look at the cutest thing in the room. So accent the stuff that looks good. So there you go, Ben. Put it on the wall behind the sofa. And if that wall continues all the way through the dining area, keep going. Do the whole face of that wall from beginning to end. So I hope that answered your question. I just gave you a license for an accent wall. You're welcome. So for today's design TMI, I'm gonna overshare, like I always do. Today we're taping from my office. We just moved in about a month ago and I love it here. So great. Uh, I designed it to my taste, of course, on a budget. But we share this space. So in the back, we share this space with a video editor who's quiet and rarely here and edits TV shows um, in his small little cave. So in order to partition this area off, not only so that it looks separate from our space, but also so he has like a dark little area in which to edit, I have done something bad. <laughs> I have done something I just told you not to do in my awesome tip of the day, which makes me sound less than awesome, but I put up curtains. Um, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Betsy, you are a hypocrite. Uh, 
But here's the thing. I don't have any excuse. <laughs> My ceilings are really high in this office space, blessing and a curse, because I can't divide it with just a screen. It won't even cover a third of the space. These are like 15-foot ceilings. So I needed to do something big, and I think a curtain really works. It's sheer, so I'm not trying to create the illusion of a completely separate space. I didn't do a heavy, dark, blackout curtains. I did something light and airy, but that also separates the space. And it's an office, so you don't always have to follow the same rules that you do in residential design. That being said, I'm just breaking my rule. I'm just trying to come up with excuses to tell you I'm separating my office with drapes. You're gonna see it on my Facebook page. You'll see it on any time I take a picture of my office. And you were gonna wonder what I'm doing, and now I'm just telling you I divided the room with drape. <laughs> so there you go, people. Um, I'm blushing. You can't tell, but, but I'm blushing. And uh, if drapes make you blush, you're going to be super excited about an upcoming episode, Window Treatments, coming at you in June. How'd you like that segue? So if you have questions about window treatments, hit me up. Write me an email, betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. Of course, you can visit our Facebook page, Big Design Small Budget Podcast, and you can always go to my website, affordableinteriordesign.com, and send me your question about drapes. Let's do it. So until then, I will see you soon, and thanks so much for listening.
made you think that this is where you belong. Walking the streets like a dog.